and welcome to the Gene Space, where I talk about creativity, writing, music, life in an autistic household, and other random stuff. I'm so glad you're listening today. So I woke up and it was December this morning. How did that happen? I guess it blew in with last night's ferocious winds and rain. I generally enjoyed this month, especially the decorations and the lights. Mostly other people's decorations and lights, that is, we do put things up, but not very artfully artfully or extensively. I especially like the very beginning of the month. My confidence level and optimism are high, maybe too high, and my stress reactions from Thanksgiving have calmed down, and also the leftovers are finally out of the fridge. I haven't yet overdosed on holiday trappings or tunes. So here's a little history behind three classic holiday songs. Enjoy the show! You've probably seen them on a street corner, or at the mall, at a holiday party, or even strolling through your workplace or neighborhood. Carolers. People tend to love or despise them, and I've felt both emotions on encountering these groups of smiling singers, especially if I have no warning ahead of time. However, I may as well confess, I spent a few years with a company that hired out a cappella caroling quartets. We wore Dickensian, which is early Victorian, outfits. The men were in high-waisted trousers, vests, and top hats. The women wore long skirts, puffed out with scratchy crinolines, bonnets decorated with bits of floral fluff and ribbons, and a wool wrap draped over the shoulders. These picturesque outfits were always wrong for the ambient temperature, leaving us sweating while singing indoors and shivering while singing outdoors. We worked from a book with around 120 tunes, most of them traditional carols photocopied from hymnals, plus a few Hanukkah songs and some mid-20th century hits like Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, Let It Snow, and The Christmas Song. We strolled or stood, whatever the venue decreed. When we'd sung for a bit, drawn a crowd, we'd invite people to request songs. It was always interesting to see the audience's reaction to being put on the spot. Some people would have a brain freeze, while others eagerly shouted out, Grandma got run over by a reindeer, or All I want for Christmas is you, only to get a, Sorry, we don't have that in the book. Would you like to hear something else? This is when, inevitably, one of the following three songs would be suggested. Jingle Bells, Silent Night, or Oh Holy Night. Over the course of a one or two hour gig, we would sing Jingle Bells one million times. Okay, more like 10 or 15 times. It's a short song, even if you do all the normal verses, which tell a tale about the joys of riding in a one-horse open sleigh, which was the original title, by the way, even when the occupants get upsot in verse 2. This song has a Massachusetts connection. Its composer was sometime organist James Lord Pierpont, who was born in the state. High Street in Medford, Massachusetts, features a plaque claiming, mistakenly, that Pierpont composed Jingle Bells in 1850 while pounding ales in the town's Simpson Tavern. Pierpont 
did live in Medford for a while, but in 1850, he was in California. He copyrighted One Horse Open Sleigh in 1857 while he was living in Savannah, Georgia. So the people of Savannah also lay claim to the birthplace of the song. Like Let It Snow, this is a song about the winter sport of sleigh riding rather than Christmas, but it's been associated with that holiday since at least 1900. Here's a fun fact. Jingle Bells was the very first song broadcast from space on December 16, 1965. Not such a fun fact. Jingle Bells was first publicly performed in 1857 at a blackface minstrel show in Boston by the singer Johnny Pell. Also, after his move to Georgia, Pierpont fought in the Civil War on the side of the Confederates. Despite its shady origins, Jingle Bells peps up a crowd. With a range of just a fifth, the chorus is eminently singable, and the audience often joins in. Silent Night, on the other hand, it's a beautiful song. But with a big range for casual singers of an eleventh, and a bunch of treacherous high notes in the second half. Maybe because of the high notes, the audience tends to listen to Silent Night instead of sing along. This was our most cried-to piece. It's been stirring emotions since 1818. The lyrics were written by an Austrian priest, Joseph Moore, while the music was set by organist Franz Xavier Gruber. The very first version was for voice and guitar because the organ in Moore's church was broken. I'm actually glad Moore specified guitar because, in my opinion, the emotional content of Silent Night is beautifully expressed with voice and guitar. The truly scary high notes, though, come in Oh Holy Night. Many arrangements give the melody to the tenor, but our book followed the original performance practice and gave the soprano the high B-flats. Fortunately, I sang alto and stayed well below the death zone. Whenever a listener would request this piece, if we'd already done it once or twice, the soprano got the veto. A Holy Night was our most denied tune. It's another song from the 1800s, 1847 to be precise, with music by organist Adolf Adam, set to lyrics by a one-handed poet-slash-wine merchant named Placide Capot. The original title is Cantique de Noël, and its lyrics are quite progressive, opposing slavery and elite abuse of power. Here's a sample from verse 2. I'm not going to try to do the French, uh, but the translation is, Mighty ones of today, proud of your greatness, it is to your pride that God preaches. Even though the song was a popular hit, the French church authorities banned it from religious services for a time because it turned out that Capot was an atheist. John Sullivan Dwight, a Unitarian minister, liberally translated the lyrics into English in 1855, giving the last verse an explicitly abolitionist bent. I enjoy singing the old songs. Just as with the reading a novel from the 1800s or a poem written in 900, there's a thrill in the connection with the past. However, by the end of a 20 Jingle Bell gig, my singing smile could stretch a little tight. Back at the dressing room, the first off would be the bonnet. 
once I had my sweater and jeans back on and had shoved the last prickly bit of crinoline into the depths of the garment bag. I donned my headphones, something non-holiday to drive the carols to the back of the brain until the next time I needed to sing them with a smile. so much for spending a bit of your day here. I don't encounter very many Christmas caroling groups uh, when out and about these days, or I haven't uh, in previous seasons. Maybe this year it'll be a little bit uh, better. But whenever I do see some carolers, I always stop and listen. And I never ask for the fatal three. I pretty much never volunteer anything at all, but if I was feeling energetically snarky and there was one of those requests for the next tune to sing, I'd consider uh, asking for the 12 days of Christmas. On the plus side, this is about twice the length of most holiday songs, running near five minutes a lot of the time, which is handy when you're trying to fill a gig um, with tunes and not repeat too much because Many holiday songs are just a couple of minutes long. Also on the plus side, people tend to like it and they always are curious because after about the five golden rings, people forget what the six and the seven and the eight, etc. are. At the moment, I can't remember what they are. Um, and so people are kind of interested. What's going to be the next thing? Is that going to be the seven swans of swimming? On the minus side, this song does go on forever and the audience does tend to get a little bored by the time you get to 12. So cautionary in both directions I suppose uh, but if you do see some Christmas carolers out um, you know stop and listen see what they see what they uh, what they're up to. There's a link to my WordPress blog in the description box if you'd like to read the original or check out some of my other essays. I add one or two new short pieces uh, pretty much every week. Also, if you're inclined to support this show, that would be much appreciated. Every little bit helps. There's a donations button on my homepage. Until next time, be well. (music) 